what's up everybody? You are about to listen to episode 13 of These Spaces. This episode features Matt Fury, the creator of the infamous Pepe the Frog Beam, as well as the Pegs NFT project. Also joining is Joe Looney, one of the original creators for Rare Pepe cards. Dees, Matt, and Joe discuss all things Pepe, including Matt's recent card addition to the Rare Pepe project. Unfortunately, we had some technical problems, so there's a small gap in audio around 17 minutes where it could get a little confusing. We apologize for the hassle, but we only lost around two minutes of conversation, so try and bear with us. Please make sure to subscribe to iTunes and Spotify to catch all future episodes of Dees Spaces. Without further ado, thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. Matt, welcome to the stage. And hey, Matt. congratulations <clears throat> on hey, guys. this new beautiful Rare Pepe card. For <laughs> everyone who has no idea and has been living under a rock, um, <laughs> I am going to pin some tweets at the top talking about PegsDAO and the Rare Pepe auction and the Rare Pepe card that Matt was recently transferred and finally made his own after how long? Five years? Four years? Uh, a long time in blockchain yeah. world. Yeah, I think it was around I think it was around five years, which is uh which is a, a lifetime in the blockchain world, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so <laughs> I I haven't even been around in the, the space in five years. I'm on year four right now. So like this predates me. Um which is just crazy to think about when I think about my own journey in the space. But I pinned them at the top, so everyone should be able to see it now. If you click on the coming Thursday, there is a link to um, rarepepe.chainsaw.fun, which has info on this Rare Pepe card, the story behind it, um, the addition, how many there are, the auction, and all that fun stuff. And also, the first pin is a rundown on PegsDAO, which is... Brought to you by Matt Fury and Chainsaw and all of us pegs owners who are here today. What's up, dudes? How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Good. Uh, we just, uh, I, I took a second because I was looking. We started off the auction and it already has a bit of uh, 20 ETH to start it off. So uh, we're cooking. We're cooking with Crisco. Let's go. I mean... <laughs> arguably this is one of the most important rare pepe cards ever um to me it's like right up there with the nakamoto yeah i i think it'll be really interesting to see because um i mean it's such a it's such a wild uh you know historic uh series and you know the nakamoto has been doing really well lately the past few months like it's really climbed and um i don't know i mean obviously that was the first but also, you know, technically, Matt's, uh, you know, Matt, Matt's the originator. So uh, it, it's it's wild. I can't wait to see what happens. I just noticed on the bottom of the page, it says, you are visitor number 42069. <laughs> I did not notice that at all yesterday until. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So we, so we were, we were obviously going for this very retro, like GeoCities style vibe or whatever. And, you know, we got all these get, animated GIFs and all, all this kind of stuff going and it's pretty funny. And then we were like, oh shit, we got to have a, t we got to have a counter. And we were looking and there's different things. I don't know how many people remember counters or even just like remember the code, but 
you know, there's like PHP options. There's a few different things you could set up a database. And we were like looking into like different things to do. And then we were just like, we're just going to put 42069. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. So, you know, the um, fucking vibes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Are you guys into the website? We, we had a blast making it. It just gives me that classic, like, I don't know. I'm growing up on the internet. I'm like eight years old and I'm just found this site and it just gives me that balm of nostalgia that like predates yeah. my space and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about it. I think just also cause these are historic um, something about it. I think just like we went in this direction and um, Matt and I were, were excited. Uh, we were, um, my girlfriend actually showed me this page called Cameron's World. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but it's it's really awesome. It's um, this artist kind of put together a whole bunch of stuff scraped from GeoCities, and it's really really like artfully curated, like put together into a larger kind of thing. And um, I forget what the address is. I think it's just like if, if you Google Cameron's World, I'm sure you'll find it. But um, yeah, that was just sort of the influence. And then we were like, oh shit, yeah, we got to go like dig around and try to find. Uh, appropriate uh, animations and I don't know it was really fun even though there's a little audio easter egg I don't know if that left corner there's this really really lo-fi like beautiful waterfall spa music it, it actually kind of sounds like the Twin Peaks theme a little bit but um, thought that's a nice little you know if anybody wants a little mood music we we set that up for you as well <laughs> I have it there's <laughs> Oh yeah, it's 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 cool. Maybe we, we should throw it on in the background. <laughs> um, Joe's here. We should say what's up to Joe because obviously this like this is um, you know rare Pepe's. It's uh, his baby. Joe, we're so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us it, and welcome to the stage. Yeah, great to be here. Can you guys hear me? Okay, you sound, you sound amazing, Joe. All right, great. That's the. I'm driving, so hopefully I'm not too distracted. Um, yeah, no, it's great to uh, great to be here. It's like the day the day has finally come. I feel like I don't know what I'm going to do after all this. I just I guess I'll just retire. Is this the peak now that the directory of rare Pepe's is <laughs> finally at long last complete? <laughs> like, what do you? It's do? possible we may yeah we may we may have reached the peak. This maybe this is finally the peak. I love it. It's just such a good story that this has basically been waiting for five years to be finished. And given everywhere we've been over the last five years with Pepe's in the community, that we're finally at this point. Yeah, it's really, it's actually, it's funny. I saw somebody mention um, either on Twitter or one of the Telegram groups, like what, what other project has the, has the arc that, uh, that rare Pepe's have. And it's like, none other just just because it's none other has like been around long enough to even have an arc like a story arc five years in the in the uh in the works so it's uh yeah it's fun it's been great i it's been great to to meet matt and frankie and like just chat about like anything i mean it's funny it's like uh i told frankie like in in another in another world like we would have we would have all been doing rare pepes together from the start, but it's like everything kind of kind of happens the way it happens. But I'm glad that it all did kind of finally come together. Um, 
in a in a great way. I think. Um, like I love I love Matt's Pepe. I think it's great. It's like perfect. It's like everything about it is just like so perfect. Um, so it's been uh, it's been really fun. Like the whole this whole process of kind of kind of getting Matt involved with the, the rare Pepe project and like having to like kind of getting the the awareness of of uh, counterparty built on Bitcoin, like how we've got NFTs have been around for a long time. And so, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm glad that, that the day has come and it's, it's just, just as fun as I imagined it would be. For the people who may not know, I'm sure there's a few, how did Rare Pepe start and what's like the, the, you know, TLDR, the elevator uh, conversation that you have about rare Pepe's and where they come from. Sure, uh, it was it was a uh, a project born out of a bear market um, in the the grasp at fi- trying to find a use case for tokens that wasn't fundraising, um, and I think in a lot of ways it was successful at that. And um, what what happened is it wasn't even, it was an organic thing. And it literally was a single person, um, which was Mike who created the, the Nakamoto card that decided he wanted to kind of make this, this token and, and say it was, uh, a, tra- a rare Pepe trading card, which his version of a rare Pepe was the, uh, funny Dorian Nakamoto face, uh, painted green. So it's like, it's like from, from the start, it was always kind of like a joke, um, and everybody, I think the reason it organically be turned into a project was a lot of kind of things happened at the, at the right time, um, for, for it to kind of take off. People were, were sick of most th- anybody that had hung around the, the bear market of crypto long enough. So this was fall of 2016. So the Bitcoin price had been going sideways for a couple years at that point. And uh, hadn't hadn't gone back to the peak it hit in uh, the end of 2013. So anyone that had stuck around was was kind of looking for anything that they could do and be involved in that wasn't trying to do a fundraise or uh, like just just looking at the price or anything like that. So a lot of people once once Mike created this rare Pepe, it was very natural that um, the other. So he he created this this rare Pepe and went into the counterparty telegram chat. So you've got a lot of people in there that are used to using counterparty, know how to issue tokens on counterparty. Um, and so everyone just wanted to, wanted to make their own versions of, of rare Pepe's and make fun of other things in crypto. And that's kind of what it started as a lot of the early series ones are really just mocking other existing crypto projects. Um, and I had just happened to make a wallet for trading Spells of Genesis and Forces of Will cards, which were created on uh, Counterparty prior to Rare Pepe's. Um, and I had finished that project maybe six weeks before, and I saw Rare Pepe's come out. And I go, you know what? This is like the perfect application. I can just skin this wallet that I made and have it only show Rare Pepe's, and everything else shows up as a not Rare Pepe, which is kind of funny. Uh, like if you use Rare Pepe Wallet and you have other counterparty tokens, like they all show up with the same image that says it's not certified rare, but you can still actually use it as a counterparty wallet because they're still the the tokens are still there. So it was it was kind of born out of this 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 grasp of looking for something different, um, and I think we found we found something different. 
Um, and it, that the, uh, I also do think the, the, the rare Pepe meme, the idea of, um, these images of Pepe being rare certainly lent itself to the application. Um, and I think that helped a lot of people get over that hurdle of accepting that a token could be a, a trading card really. Um, and I, I, like I tell this story sometimes too, like when, so Spells of Genesis is a trading card, uh, NFT really, that was probably the first NFT collectible. Um, and that had come out a little over a year prior to Rare Pepe's. Uh, and a lot of people, even in Counterparty, me included, thought it was kind of a dumb use case for Counterparty. I mean, prior to that, we were, we had ideas. You could use tokens as like tickets or as coupons or as like all these other things. Um, but no one, no one ever, like everyone saw the Spells of Genesis use case, which was a, which, and could have been partly because those cards were used as a way to fund as a, as kind of a crowdfunding. It was like you, you buy the card and you're helping fund this company that is selling you the card. Um, and then for a, a little over a year, these, these Spells of Genesis is around and nobody thought to just create their own um, and just say that, like create their own token and say, this is my trading card that I made. Um, and it really took until Rare Pepe's for that and Mike to do that and say, oh shit, like we can, we can make trading funny trading cards too. And, um, it certainly helped that, um, I was able to put the wallet together so fast so that everybody could show off their trading cards that they made. But it really was, it was just a way to kind of blow off some steam and like get some of those like frustrations out. I mean, like look through the first couple series of Rare Pepe's and there's a lot of referenced failed crypto projects in there. Um, so and it, like, it, it really was this kind of organic thing that was not planned at all, but everyone gravitated towards it because it was something fun. It was something fun they could do. And that's, I do feel like NFTs are kind of like f crypto, but fun. <laughs> like, and it, I know it was just kind of funny because it reminds me of the, uh, Simpsons where, uh, they go to itchy and scratchy world and, uh, they trade Homer trades all his money for itchy and scratchy bucks. Cause it's like money but it's fun. And it's like, kind of, it's kind of what NFTs are, uh, which is kind of funny too. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just this organic project that kind of came out of the, the rare Pepe kind of derivative of, um, the Pepe memes that had been around for, for years. I love it. And one thing you didn't mention that I need to note is that anybody, you were a rare Pepe scientist. That was the phrase that was given to the people who curated Rare Pepe's. And I think it's one of the best names, like, in all of NFTs. Like, just to be able to say, like, yeah, I was a Rare Pepe scientist. Um, well, it was funny. It was fun. That's kind of funny, too, because that came out of... Mike came up with that because he was making memes about rare pepes and the memes he was making was scientists inspecting the rare pepe like he must have just come across this like like shutterstock like thing of scientists and he just started turning all these memes into uh of them like looking like examining the rare pepes that people were submitting and it was kind of just became that we were called the scientists from that point forward the the curators of rare pepes which i actually i um went back and I like to kind of like look back at the history sometimes because it's easy to forget um, that Mike actually like single-handedly curated the first thousand Pepe's. Um, there was no automated process. It was literally you send it to Mike. 
you prove that you burned some Pepe cash. And then he decided if it was, if it met the, the, the rules that, uh, the loose set of rules we had put together. Um, and every once in a while, he'd kind of, if he was something was, he wasn't sure about, if it wasn't Pepe enough or something, he'd, he'd ask the other scientists, but, uh, but Mike, Mike's always been the chief scientist. So the, the rest of us kind of just followed his lead. It's, I think that's so funny. It reminds me of uh, Mystery Science Theater, if you guys remember that show, or like or even like the band Devo or something like that. There, there's like an aesthetic of like, you know, um, people doing kind of fun, poppy, kind of not so serious things, but still then classifying themselves as these official scientists. I think it's really, really funny. Picture you guys in lab coats with robots and things churning these out. It's pretty pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. It is a great meme. And I don't think we realized how, how great it would kind of play into the kind of story of, of Rare Pepe's. It kind of, it, it just was like, and that's a lot of the stuff with Rare Pepe's. Like, we were just like shooting from the hip, coming up with things like that we thought would be funny. And I think that really helped it be so successful because we were never really serious it was it was always just like well let's do like, like let's do this thing that's kind of funny or like let's do this thing that's kind of funny and we always felt like we had a lot of we being the scientists but I mean also we took direction from other people in the the community kind of like in the chat what what people would talk about people would make a funny joke and we try to like integrate it uh, like into the wallet like there's the there's the retro wave theme in the wallet and that came out of I think it was actually Robness started posting like like retro like the synth wave retro wave like like Pepe's and stuff and like I was like all right like I really like that kind of aesthetic so I was like oh I'll just build a special like background in rare Pepe wallet for it so it's just yeah there's there's other like little Easter eggs in rare Pepe wallet that just kind of came out of jokes that um we came up with over time, but it, yeah, I, th I think that helped it be so successful because, because it people were aware of. Um, so it's just kind of funny. It's like every, all these like kind of factors happening to, uh, to create like in a lot of ways to create the, what we, what we now know as NFTs and crypto art and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That it's like, wait, these things are being sold on eBay and Oh, now they're off eBay because they were getting sold for so much. <laughs> and it kind of just gave, um, you know, verified that the value of the rare Pepe's was there. And that was, wow. That's crazy to believe. It, what Another question I have, just going back, like, when did you realize stuff? When did you realize that there were these um, 500 cards set aside for you to design them or design it? in uh, any way you wanted like did you know this for years or did you find this out upon um releasing pegs and coming into the space recently or when did you know that you had rare pepes waiting for you <laughs> yeah i mean um uh, joe and i were joking about this the, the other day but yeah it's been um it's been available they just uh you know i appreciate that they just held the spot for me but uh you know we were kind of joking that everything in life is kind of timing right so uh it was just i always thought it was nice that they, they kept a little uh, a little spot for me there like just like a, a little homage or something and uh uh i don't know i just felt like uh now was uh, was a good time to uh, to utilize that space and um you know it's 
for me, it's kind of come full circle because, you know, and I was joking, it's all jokes. Like I was joking with Frankie too. I was like, um, you know, Pepe's ass has really uh, done a lot of work for me. And I feel like a pimp or something. It's like his ass has been out there just going to work for, for a long time now, whether he's pulling his pants all the way to go pee or, uh, you know, he's got his ass out in, in a little hot spring there. And uh, he's just, uh, you know, I'm just putting that ass to work. It's so, I, I don't know. I assume many of you have seen um, Feels Good Man, but they talk about, how the, do you guys all know where Pepe's ass was originally modeled off of um, Matt's partner, Ayana, which is a little fact, a little, little like uh, human, um, human touch. It's pretty good. <laughs> I have to ask, like when you started creating the art for this card and the design for it, what inspired you to have, you know, Pepe kind of in this, pond or body of water looking at the waterfall with all the green around them and you know obviously you alluded to his ass is hanging out because his ass has been doing so much work for you but where would the other inspiration come from (laughs) well uh i I don't know you know uh pepe you know just for me personally i know he's like the cool thing about it is it just kind of he just connects all these kind of people and people, you know, Pepe just means all these different things to all these different people. And, um, I don't know, there's nothing more vulnerable than kind of having your ass out. And, um, you know, so I kind of saw it and, um, you know, it's almost like a self portrait or something. It's like, it's like my happy place. And, you know, I was also, you know, I love going to natural hot springs and just getting naked and, and sitting in, in really uh, natural areas that are with, with natural fed uh, hot water. And uh, I don't know, you feel kind of like one with the earth or something when, when you're you're kind of melting, you know, because a hot spring, it's kind of like you want to just hit the edge of it. You want to, you don't want to totally melt, but you want to almost melt into the world. So it was just kind of a comment like that. And it was also a riff on a, um, on a meme that, um, that Ayana showed me uh, of like this dude chilling in the water saying he was like all moisturized and uh, in his play, you know, in his, I don't know. It's like some meme, like some dude in a hot spring. So, and so I was kind of riffing on that. It's so funny. I, I so I remember the first um, or just this one night Matt and I were talking about like the design. Joe had sent the um, the template and we were talking about it. And then I, I believe it was just like the very next. vibe completely i think other people did too but it was it was also funny the first time that um joe and i talked on the phone um you know i we had uh, uh seen or i met matt and i had obviously seen the drawing but joe hadn't and so he was like let's keep it a surprise i don't want to know don't give me any hints but he was guessing and he had some pretty funny guesses so i i i don't know i was really into joe's sort of uh perspective i don't know if you wanted to talk about some of that well, it was funny because we were talking, kind of talking about it uh, 
we being like me and the other scientists kind of like guessing like, oh, what's he going to draw? What's he going to what's he going to do? And we were kind of saying it would be it would be really funny if like if Matt just like used it as a way to like like kind of rip on us and just made it like a, a copy machine or something like that. Like just totally just like fun, like a funny like because that but that's kind of like the ethos of Rare Pepe's in general, like which is like went to the ultimate, I don't know if anyone's ever seen my rare Pepe, which is like, like it's, if it was anybody else, it wouldn't have made it into the directory. And I knew who the artist was, but it's Joe Looney bin Laden. And it's me with a straight jacket and a turban on, which is like so borderline offensive, but it's like, I think it's kind of funny just cause it's so stupid, but like, it's like, I, the, the artist is Dan Darkpill, who's like this, like kind of gruff, like Bitcoin, Twitter, anonymous troll, kind of funny, just funny guy. Um, so I was like, of course he would have made that of me. Like, so it was, it was just kind of funny. Like, it's kind of funny how rare Pepe's were always like, they were always a joke. And we always, it was, a it was, it was us making fun of each other. Um, and a lot of it's like making fun of the crypto projects that people, some people were into. And then it's like, someone comes out with a Pepe that's like making, making fun, like the high yield, the high yield Pepe. Um, there's a couple other ones, like Pepe nation is another one that was making fun of bit nation, which probably not a lot of people know about. Cause that was like a long time ago that, that someone was going to create a country, um, on the blockchain, um, like pre Ethereum, this is like maybe 2014, 2013. And so, um, yeah, it's, it was just like coming, but I, when I did see Matt's artwork and like, like, like I love it. Cause one of the things I love about animated, um, like the first rare Pepe was not, um, and like Nakamoto card was not animated and no, no one thought to do an animated gift card for the first, like the 25, uh, rare Pepe's. And, um, uh, it's just so, it's got like the vibes of that first, that first Nakamoto card, like, but with the, like, just like in this like nice calm place. And it's kind of just like staring off into the reflection. And I always see it as he's like looking into the reflection of like, what are these rare Pepe things? Like they all look like me kind of like, well, I mean, a lot of them <laughs> are just green, but um, just because it evolved over time, it evolved to mean anything green at, at one point. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, I love what I love what Matt came out with. I think it's great. I think it's like it's just a, a great way to kind of cap off the directory. And I mean, we we closed the directory. I mean, that was three three and a half years ago now, um, and it's nice to see like a, like a little up, like a little, a little change. And there was always kind of that spot there. And it's like a nice, I really do think it's a nice like cap off of, uh, of the, just the directory itself. And it's like, I don't know if, uh, if, if anyone's interested in, and when we closed it, um, I wrote a little letter, um, and put it on pastebin, a little letter from the scientists, um, about how, uh, like we're closing the directory. It was been a great ride. And it's this, uh, nice kind of brief moment in internet history that we are all a part of. So it's, uh, I do feel that way. I feel like it's like this, this nice kind of like time and play like the, the, the feeling 
but we got building this thing, knowing that it was this cool new thing that like only we were into and nobody really understood it. And then now like being validated with like kind of the, the NFT mania that's been going on and everybody's been discovering it. And, um, it's just been, it's great. I think it's, it, it really, I think was, is a great kind of story of just NF, of kind of Pepe, how Pepe evolved. Um, and then just like NFTs in general. So I, I do think it all, it all really came together in the end. Yo, Joe, can I ask you? Cause I know D's asked Matt when he found out about, uh, the card that that is now this fury card but can i ask you like who set this like who whose idea was it to make this placeholder card when did that happen like how early on in the rare peppy saga does that happen and and whose idea was it yeah i think it was um it was right around cuz i think i mean over over time even when we started and i had actually um, when the, uh, the, like the timing wise with like rare Pepe being in the like news for negative reasons, like happened shortly after Mike like dropped the card. And, um, so I, like I had reached out, actually it was like, I saw an article, um, within Matt's thing that had like a contact for like someone representing him. And so I had just like emailed that person and told him about rare Pepe's and then just like never heard anything back. But I know over time that people have like tried to, to like, like, Oh, I'm going to like get in touch with Matt and we're going to do this thing. So it's always, we've always like, we always knew. And like, there's even like a save Pepe card that was um, trying to like recap, recapture his image for good. And like, so there's always been this, like, we want Matt to be involved vibe, um, in the community. And we got, uh, I think it was like the middle of 2017. Um, and Mike was, uh, getting sick. There was, we were approaching a thousand Pepe's and he just couldn't, he couldn't handle being like manually curating this thing anymore. Cause it was getting more popular. He was getting all these submissions. He wasn't charging for it. That's kind of the funny thing with rare Pepe's too, is like, you didn't, we, we didn't get paid to be the scientists. Like we just decided to be the scientists and, uh, did it for fun. Cause it was at the, in the beginning, it was like us and a group of our friends. And, um, so as Mike was getting kind of like worn down as, as the chief scientist, um, he said, okay. He's like, we're not, we're the, the 1000, we closed the directory and it stayed closed, I think for like two or three months. Um, and then it just got to the point where, uh, I guess, however we were trying to, people were trying to reach out to Matt or weren't successful. Um, there's just enough people just wanted to make Pepe's again. Um, that were like, well, you know what we do, we do still want Matt to make a Pepe when, when, if, and when he's ever ready to make one and wants to make one. I mean, like, and that's kind of the funny thing with uh, with Rare Pepe's too is like they're all these individual things that the artists made and get to decide what to do with. You know, it's not the scientists didn't never we, we don't hold any of the Pepe's. We just look at the the art and make sure it's meets this like loose set of rules that to, to get into the directory. And um, so I had actually registered the uh, one of the interesting things with 
um, counterparty assets, which are the, the tokens behind Rare Pepe's or that are Rare Pepe's, are that they, they're named kind of like vanity license plates. Um, so I had created in as a vanity license plate like two weeks after the project started. And right after I created it, I'm like, I'm not an artist. What the hell am I going to do with this thing? I was like, I'm not going to do it justice. Like, like, like Matt is like a good artist. And like, obviously like, pep, like, so I was like, I'm never going to use this thing. I'll just, I'll just keep it, keep it in my wallet. It's an asset I registered. And then when Mike made the decision, he didn't want to do the curating anymore. And, and, and we, he basically was like, Oh, the, the easy way to not have to do it is to just say, I'm not doing it anymore until Matt makes a rare Pepe. Um, I, uh, I had this asset that I created and I was like, you know what? This is like, this is perfect. Like it feels good, man. Like this should be Matt's. So we just, when, when we did decide to reopen the directory, cause there was just enough want, I was like, we gotta at least have this placeholder there. So, um, I just held it. I had, I had held it since I registered it in September, 2016. And I was just like, you know what? I ha- I'll just hold on to it. I mean, I, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to hold it. If he wants to claim it, if he never wants to claim it, then I just hold it forever. You know, it was never, uh, it was just, that was kind of always the, my, my thought behind it. So, um, I'm, I'm really glad it, uh, like, I, I mean, and a lot of times I, I was like, I wasn't sure if it would ever be cl- claimed if, if Matt would ever want to do it or, and like, I completely understand. I mean, it was kind of a whole like different, weird crypto thing. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think it's been great. Like, cause now that more people understand what NFTs are and like more people are trying to collect art via digital art that way. Um, I think it just, it does make a lot of sense, um, to, uh, to complete, to finish the directory, to, to, to finish it out. So, um, yeah, we just, we, we always, we always wanted Matt to be involved, but I really like, I totally understand why it got, it took this long for that to happen. I don't, I think that's, in a way that that makes the story even better. Um, I mean, the, the every every part of rare. There's been a lot of twists and turns with with Pepe in general, and then with the rare Pepe project too. So um, I think this is just another funny like like twist in the road, and uh, it's it's been great that it, it did all came come together how it did. Let's fucking go. This is so dope. GM. GM, GM. Is this like, am I sitting on like a historical stage right now? Yes, like, you're, you're so. very blessed. Did this just hit me? It's like, I, I, I'm honored. This is uh, Lunard and Matt. Matt, I mean, I remember hosting, I think, one of your first clubhouse rooms back then before you sold that famous piece that resold now for a thousand ETH. But I mean, I was like screaming after you, I saw you guys like come together and, and I read the beautiful message on your website. Um, it's amazing. I mean, this is one of the most important moments in internet culture and meme history on the stage right now. This is amazing. Congrats to both of you. It's uh, It takes leaders like you guys to show how it's done, and you've done it. And I'm um, so glad. Uh, such a happy Rare Pepe holder today as well. But it's, it's just like, it's so dope. It's so cool. I, I just think it's awesome that the Rare Pepe team was like, yeah, we'll just do it for the community. Like, we're not getting paid. We're not. <laughs> Mike is just like, I'm just going through all thousand of these myself. And that's kind of like the ethos, I think, of a lot of the stuff in the NFT community that I hold near and dear to my heart is like just doing stuff for the community to build the community. It's not about the money. It's not about 
gains down the line. It's just about like, what's some fun stuff we can do to have fun with the community and, you know, just build around it. And like where Rare Pepe's come from just seems like such a, you know, good vibes origin story, basically. And I'm really glad that you gave that background story because I remember, man, how long ago was that now? Like five months ago um, when we had that Rare Pepe event in MDAO. But you, Joe, you were up on stage with Robness and a few others going, you know, back into the archives on similar stories. And it was the same thing back then where it was just like the origin story of all of this, you know, predates Ethereum, the NFT, I mean, not predates Ethereum NFTs, sorry, not predates Ethereum, but predates Ethereum NFTs and everything we've built here. So I just want to say thank you too, on behalf of everyone here, like, for giving us your time all of these years and just doing what you thought was fun and good for the community and, you know, not being greedy or selfish or making it about the money at any point. So it, it was funny. The, um, the Joe had mentioned, um, you know, just setting up the card and how they were like, all right, we're just going to kind of, we're going to kind of end it. And if you guys saw the card um, before, before we updated it with Matt's uh, new work, it, it looked sort of like a dinner, dinner reservation or something like that. It was in script and it said reserved for Matt Fury and it was like sepia toned and it kind of looked kind of, kind of classy in a kind of funny, uh, you know, self, self-aware sort of way. And, um, and so the, the original idea that then just going back to the, uh, the, wet, the little microsite that we just made, part of that, not just being uh, kind of like a vintage thing, but we were sort of thinking it would be funny to make it look sort of like a restaurant webpage or like a really bad restaurant webpage, like a, like an old Irish pub that has like, you know, like the burnt paper look and just really bad. And then that ended up evolving into something that was more, even more lo-fi and whatever. But that was just, it was just kind of a funny thing. And I, I love those like little aesthetics about like, uh, another thing Joe was saying was he, he mentioned like his, uh, his rare Pepe that he made. And he, in, in conversations with Matt and I, he was just cracking up about how a lot of the rare Pepe's, the quality is not really the point of it. How sometimes it's just, making a face green it's not even like totally resembling pepe and there's something that's really really like beautiful and fun and funny and also just you know very inviting about that kind of thing where it's you know it's like a it's an inside joke but it's it's being shared publicly and i think that's um you know also just even that in mind with like what matt ended up contributing um you know the style of the art is i think even some people had asked me if it was just going to be um, maybe like a vintage, just a classic uh, Pepe, like the feels good man face or something like that. That's why I actually kind of think this very highly specific uh, hanging out in a, in a little waterfall or whatever is, uh, is it's so much more fun. And in the spirit of, uh, you know, the Rare Pepe project, how they're all just off the wall and totally different. I think if it was if it was plain, it would almost, uh, or if it was like a classic Pepe that we've all seen before, it would be almost too plain and not as exciting. So I, that's my take. Yo, it was so fun to go in and find the original card. Like as soon as you guys told us, cause I guess now the alpha's out, it's okay to say like pegs holders were told like a, you know, a little tiny bit in advance of this whole situation, what was going on. And, um, 
yo, I went into like the peppy directory and searched like thousands of cards to try to figure out. Cause when you guys told me that you were using one that was literally minted back then, I was like, holy shit, like how that's, how's that possible? And I, and I scanned through all of them until I found the feels good man. It took like two hours to like find that in the directory. But when I did, I found like I just won like a treasure hunt. It was one of the like coolest things I've done in all of NFT. It made me love NFTs so much more, like going back to the start and seeing what was built and what was there. Like this is all just, it's so perfect. Like this card is, this card is a really beautiful thing. Just really proud of all of you. Guys, could I, could I jump in super quick and ask Matt uh, a quick question? Is that possible? course bro awesome thanks a lot for bringing me on stage guys fucking epic moment right here is so historic um matt what is is there anything in particular that like sort of made this like the right time for you to sort of like you know what yeah fuck it i'm just gonna like make this pepe um was there anything sort of that meant you know made this moment like the right time and also just a random question i think the community would like love to know um if there's not that's totally cool but is there any rare pepes that you like have as favorites or that you think are particularly like funny or cool um yeah that's pretty much my question <laughs> thanks well um <clears throat> i think uh you know one of the things that i really appreciate about um kind of this this oh shit the the nft world or something is like i don't know i kind of feel like my my life has kind of turned into a video game or something so so it's like uh i don't know it, it it's kind of fun to wake up and then to just uh check in on discord or check in on twitter see what's happening and uh i don't know i've, I've been playing a lot of, i've been uh, uh you know during the pandemic i've been playing a, a weekly online uh risk game with my buddies uh so we hook up on zoom and we play risk and uh you know it's just it's just it's just fun to kind of um that that i don't know my life has kind of turned into to like a, a, a an online chess game or something so uh so i don't know just uh just being able to participate uh in this space on this level has been a real blessing and, and you know i i have to tip my hat to uh, the Rare Pepe crew and just to everybody out there listening who participates in this space and um, who's playing this game together. It's just, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, I think I'm just in a really uh, unique position to be able to participate in this space. And, and I wouldn't have been able to be here without, um, you know, the, the collective kind of, um, engaging with it in the way that they've done and and pepe's just been um you know it's had it's had its ups and downs but but um but really it's 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 just fun to participate on a level where i'm hanging out with friends and creating fun things and now that now there's this marketplace for it it's just uh it's i don't know it just felt you know, I just I just kind of go on intuition, or, or I go on uh, what what I think is fun, or or whatever. So uh, I don't know. Um, in terms of of my favorites, that that's that's a good question. I, I don't I don't know which one. I don't know which one is my. I guess my favorite's the one that I did. Made. You see the uh, <laughs> boys club Pepe, the one with uh, Landwolf. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. Thanks a lot, Matt.
Right on. Well, well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me, everybody. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just having fun. <laughs> I like just now going through some of these later series of rare pepes. I, I honestly the rare pepes are amazing. I, I have like not done as uh, much due diligence as I should have on the entire catalog of rare pepes, but like. I was only really aware of like the first few series and like the important ones from those series. Oh, we got Rob. Let me get him up here. Uh, but now like going through some of the later ones, I'm just sitting here cracking up. <laughs> really. Uh... I think the art's incredible on a lot of these, man. Like just the meme art combination of rare peppies is, I've ne- it's perfect. Oh, man. Bro, was, and was... the thing is like, oh, sorry. What I was gonna say was the thing is with these rare peppers, once you have one, it is not enough. Like, oh, yeah. it's like it's not. It, it like I got my first one. Thanks. By the way, Debussy. Like we gotta give shout out to Debussy. I mean, this guy's fucking giga brain. Like if it wasn't for him, like I would have never gotten those. And like he he his education <laughs> on the space is is incredible. Um, and he's taught everyone so much. But like my first rare pepe was Peppa Lisa before it blew up, and that was just a couple weeks ago. And on I. I I was, it's just beautiful. But then I had to go and venture in UFO Pepe, which is the first ever animated NFT ever. It was on Bitcoin blockchain in 2016, right? So it's like, the, the it's the first GIF on the blockchain. But then you get Pepe West. And then you go and you look at like all the other ones, like Hair Pepe, whatever. Like, and you learn about the Nakamoto card. Like, and you find out you priced out or whatever. So then you cope through other pay, other cards. And so it's, it's so, these, it's such a fun rabbit hole. It's It's really cool, I think. What's happening right now is really going to be able to bring more attention about everything, like pegs and this, and what my fury did, and what Luna's doing. Like it's just dope. This this card is going to be a really important piece because I think, like, as a rare peppy like collector, I think of this card as like my permission slip to the entire collection. Basically, it's like, I like you have this. It's like you have Matt's permission now to collect your rare peppies and do whatever you want. Not that you didn't always, but like, you know, it, it makes it official in a new way. I think it's going to drive value in a big way to the whole collection. Hopefully more than value because that like the ethos of this was just the art and having fun. Like I really, that's what's also so great about it. Like there are peppies across every price point right now. Like you could go out there and buy some really lit rare, like, sorry, really dank rare peppy cards. Uh, for very cheap right now so it's it's fun I, I i would encourage everyone to do it it's it's definitely these are historic pieces guy i felt the the same way you know i like like you said before uh pegs holders found out what was going on uh you know before everybody else did and once i found out i was like okay i could go buy some rare pepes now i've been looking at these for months Let, let's uh collect a few so I, I felt the same way again not that you couldn't beforehand but like Obviously, I, I love Matt to death, and, and I respect him and everything he's done for the space. So it was really fun spending a long time just going to the directory. And then finally, when I found out, I was like, okay, now's the time. I think that's that's what's so funny. Like, Guy, you were saying you searched around and then found the, the secret one. It was almost like uncovering secret treasure because it literally the date is 2016 which is incredible. i sent it to you right away as soon as i yeah. got it, I was like, Yo. <laughs> it's so crazy and um yeah so also then just sort of like the sort of the faux seriousness of like the script and the dinner reservation or whatever like it's simultaneously funny but also legitimately like it's highly legitimate it's reserved from that 
and now here's Matt. And it's, it's really adding, you know, some, some, uh, you know, weight and authenticity and everything to the whole project, which we were just super excited about. Another funny thing I wanted to say, um, before I forget is, um, I remember talking to Joe, Joe Looney, um, a couple weeks ago and he was just saying, you know, we were saying like, ah, we think it, you know, it would just be a really cool kind of thing to do. And, you know, we wanted to start this DAO to sort of work on new projects for, you know, Pepe related things and other, other stuff that's, that just Nat and I are interested in. And, um, and we were like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll host, uh, we'll host an auction and we'll just fund our treasury that way. So it's still sort of like a community vibe on this end. And it's kind of birthing like, uh, some new creativity, um, and uh, new, new projects, you know? So Joe was saying, yeah. And then also just the sort of peace treaty element of like, making peace between Bitcoin and Ethereum and you know, obviously validating in some way, uh, you know, Matt's sort of validation of the Rare Pepe project officially. That was pretty cool. So the funny thing that Joe said was he thought once this happens, it would be like the scene in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when Wild, Wild Stallions finally plays and there's world peace on earth and everybody <laughs> celebrates. So that's uh, ultimately, you know, it's a lofty goal, but we were hoping to just sort of, you know, do something that everybody would be excited about and continue doing it as a community, which is why we decided to start PegsDAO and all that. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. I want to kind of revisit when... Uh first spoke on stage just before and how this is like really historic um you know Farouk is like super hype all the time I've never heard him sound so humble and I think that just reflects like how historic this is it's pretty crazy being in the space you know beyond you know Pepe's and, and Matt and and we're just living through history and we realize that but we're really not going to be able to fully reflect on it until it is actual history but I just want to point out like how historic it is and and Farouk, it was like really like it was almost humbling just hearing how humbled you sounded from uh, when you first spoke. And just, you know, it just speaks volumes to like what we're actually going through. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful to watch and to listen. It's awesome. I mean, we're all Internet kids, right? I'd like to assume. I mean, you know, we've seen the memes. since I'm just 27. I was my first shot at building something on social media was because I was making memes like 10 years ago, more than that. So it's like, it's just amazing to see this. Like when I was 12, so whatever year, sorry about math, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. That's so dope. And, and that's like, you know, so many people got their start that way. So many people we really love and respect and like, you know, people like um, Ryder Rips is, he's younger than Matt and I, but he also got started in a similar way, just sort of playing with, internet and meme as language and people matt in our age i'm i'm 40 um you know we started experimenting with the internet i was 14 when i had like aol dial-up and it, it it really reminds me all of this stuff going on here definitely the rare pepe project and then just the nft community in general reminds me of how fun it was to just fuck around with digital art digital things and digital experiments and so it's cool for up to hear you Hear you to say, um, yeah, just starting out as a kid, making making memes and remixing memes and fucking around. That, that's what it's all all about. Um, and then quickly, I just want to say, I just noticed that uh, Vincent Van Doe himself, the Don, is in the in the space. So I just want to give a shout out because Ham King, um, 
<laughs> I'm sure everybody, uh, most people in here probably know, but he just uh, made a pretty epic, uh, incredible purchase of uh, the Pepe NFT, the Feels Good Man uh, panel from Boys Club. Just wanted to say what's up. Um, I saw um, also that uh, Kyle from 3AC posted uh, or tweeted uh, yesterday about uh, Pepe being um, the Mickey Mouse of the metaverse, which we very much, uh, you know, um, without, you know, without being too, too over the top, I think, I think that's pretty accurate. There's like, it's just something that everybody knows. I don't, I don't know that, you know, there's a, um, I mean, there are other very big memes, but also one that still has life, uh, where obviously its creator is right here and con- consistently making new Pepe related work. And then also there's these community projects like Rare Pepe's, which now at this point, it's even funny to think that that's historic, but in the, in this grand scheme of Pepe, that's like 10 years in after the birth of Pepe, which is nuts. So just wanted to say what's up to VVD. So what Shout you're saying, Frank, what Frankie's saying is delist your pegs, delist your rare Pepe's. Uh, you mind hide, if I get a couple your, words in? Hide your kids. Hide get your up wife. here, Robness. How are you doing, my man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Much love, y'all. Uh, just, I just wanted to jump in real quick and just say uh, thanks to Matt for uh, creating something that has permeated the entire internet world um, for for decades. Uh, just for me, this is more like a celebration of just uh, a simple illustration that just uh, touched many hearts in the in the world. And like, um, and like, like I, I can only imagine like there's so many ups and downs, like he was saying. And like, I think. I think now it's getting to the point where it's like the 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 frog has been so powerful that it's like it's just going to outlast me. It's good. like you guys were talking about Mickey Mouse. I mean, for me, like I've always been interested in like um, in like memes because I think it's probably the next the next powerful art form that we have in this century. And like um, and I think the like memes and, and memetic art and, and just stuff that just constantly gets propagated probably the most powerful forms of art. And just wanted to say thanks and. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a celebration, so that's all. Just wanted to say that real quick. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Hey, gang. Hell I have a yeah. quick question for y'all. Um, just want to say, similar to Robin, it's like, you know, it's, you all are so amazing and have done so much for, for this community, for this culture, for just so many people out there. So just like, thank you all. Um, Matt, thank you for creating Peppy. Like, love him so much along with so many other folks here uh, my question is actually for joe joe i'm really curious um you know we talked about the rare pepe scientists earlier can you talk a bit more about like what were the credentials or like the um maybe not the credentials, but like the categories in which you would critique the pieces on and determine acceptance or non-acceptance and maybe give us some examples of those too yeah um well i mean the 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 rules are on uh, rarepepedirectory.com. So like anybody, they're still up. Um, so you can go kind of check it out. But the kind of the, the, the two, I guess, driving forces was it had to be safe for work. Um, and then it also had to um, have something to do with Pepe. Um, and so the third one was a little more subjective. And that was uh, it couldn't be low effort. Um which is funny because that term low effort is used a lot in the NFT space now. Um, and that was like the exact term that we used to, and I might even say that in the rare Pepe directory, um, as far as the rules, like couldn't be low effort, but that's, 
that can be a little subjective just because there are some that that are probably very low effort but are also like hilarious so if somehow you were able to capture like the hilarity of things and be low effort you your pepe was able to get in um but another thing that i thought was really cool and one of the things that mike kind of set the standard for since he was curating the first thousand pepes was if you sent one in that for whatever reason didn't meet one of those three criteria um you you didn't just get, so the way you submitted a rare pepe was you had to burn pepe cash and that was basically just a anti-spam mechanism um and uh if you went through the process am i still on i got a phone call no, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're here. You're good. You're good. You're good. All right, all right, good, good. I did. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call my wife back in a little bit. We've all been there. Trust me. Looks like he got rugged. I, 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 get rugged. I think he, he the got wife rugged. rugged him. The wife. Just she called back. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he probably. He, wait. Oh, is he back? He back. He's back. We got you. No, no, no. I haven't. I haven't left yet. I don't know how. Nice. To Right. <laughs> Wait, why did he leave? He's a listener now. Wait. Oh, he's calling his wife back. I, I see. I think that's what he meant. Yo, that man loves his wife. You know, that's cool, good dude. Good man. That's a good, when that's he comes a good back, dude. I have a couple right more for him too. That's but a good uh, dude, right there. I mean, <laughs> just get, just we get have started. encyclopedias of knowledge up here still. We have Robness, who has been involved in rare Pepe's. You know, we we can fire off more questions on the historical that's, part. That's a really good point. Hey, Robinus, nice to see you, man. I haven't seen you since the Rare Pepe event when you were on stage, and it took me about 15 minutes to realize you were the uh, the notorious punk video guy. <laughs> um, you want to go over kind of your experience with Rare Pepe's, sort of how you got involved and, and uh, you know, how you, how you were with the community back then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty simple, actually. Like, I, you know, well, for one, I, you know, I had to learn the, the counterparty, you know, uh, network first. So uh, during that time, like, it was mostly just like financial stuff. So like, you know, I'm like looking for all the blockchain projects that were going on and, and like, I already knew about the, you know, the, the, the Pepe joke is like trying to make it rare. You know, it's like, that was one of the internet memes. It was like, I think I heard like there was some news article where some guy put, uh, you know, a bunch of Pepe's up on eBay or something and was trying to, you know, he zipped, he zipped the whole file of like all these like Pepe's he collected. And so that joke has always been ongoing. So like when I, when I got into the counterparty exchange, like I saw like a rare Pepe asset and I was like, is it happening? Like, is it, is it going down? And like, I had to, I had to research and go in there and I found the telegram group and, and basically it was just like, we all got together and just, you know, we're just like, let's, let's, let's do this and, uh, and, and release these things. And, and we, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying we kind of knew what was ahead, but like, we knew that like merging the image with the token and like, and, and the record of creating their artwork, we knew that was like something that was going to be profound. We just didn't know how far it was going to go. But, but at that time we were just having fun with it, you know? And I think that's, really the most natural part of it is just we was we were just having fun and um and just trying new things out and a lot of stuff that we did back then too still kind of haven't been on earth too there's a lot of weird like pepe experiments with the nft stuff and um but yeah i mean we basically kind of just a bunch of meme nerds that got together and we're like you know we're, we just decided to you know uh utilize one of the most iconic you know uh memes of our time and that was pretty much it and I, and and we just had a ball after that um and that's pretty much my start with it. And it really just was an outlet for me to like, you know, make blockchain art 
And um, that's what, well, that's what I called it at the time. Like we didn't, I'm, I'm not sure if we even said crypto or we didn't, the NFT wasn't even like part of the vernacular. So, um, but yeah, in the beginning it was like super, just ragtag, just a bunch of nerds on the freaking telegram, just going, let's do this. And then we started having fun with it and trading. And, and back then uh, the Bitcoin uh, transaction fee was like nine cents. So it was like easier to trade. And then, you know, we had the, the law enacted where we could have like only a hundred count afterwards. I think it was after series three. I can't remember, but, but, um, but after that, you know, the trading began and we had all these other, you know, different, you know, apps coming in like Indie Square wallet. We could actually see the, the, uh, the, the rare Pepe's in our wallet and we can trade them on there. So a lot of different advancements were coming. So, um, yeah, and no, it was a lot of fun and just a, just a trip to see how, how, how it all turned out. Yeah. It's pretty incredible how much it evolved. Um, Jerry back. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, my wife was just trying to wanted to make sure I was picking up our son. <laughs> that's a, that's a legit the important thing in life. Like, yeah. Um, you, you, Joe, told I, you, were, you told me you were talking. I didn't about, forget. I didn't. I didn't forget. So like I have an important Pepe meeting. I can't hold on one second. I'm talking uh, to a bunch of degenerates about rare Pepe's. I have to go. Yeah, yeah, Joe. I remember um, back in like 2017 reaching out to you to gather like rare Pepe data to try and help visualize, um, you know, like exactly what was going on in the marketplace. Back then the data sets were really rudimentary and Joe trying to explain to me how counterparty worked, how rare Pepe's worked, how um, what the underlying token, I forget the exact name of it right now, worked. Um, but I remember like having to visualize multiple tokens can you talk to us really quickly about was it the rare Pepe token or what was the other token outside of the counterparty token? Pepe, Pepe cash. cash. That's right. Can you talk to us about Pepe cash a little bit? Yeah. So, um, one of the kind of, um, quirks, I guess you could call it of, uh, counterparty and how it's, uh, functions like very different than, um, like something you do on Ethereum is that, um, the decks on counterparty only works well, let's say with, um, counterparty assets, um, and not with Bitcoin itself. It does work with Bitcoin, but it's like even more convoluted to use it with it. So, um, you end up, um, in a situation where you need a kind of liquid trading pair to, uh, to buy and sell Pepe's and to trade Pepe's. And it's what, what that started with was um, XCP, which is the counterparty token that you need um, in order to register an asset. Um, you burn a little bit of um, XCP to, to create your Pepe in the first place to create the token. Um, but at, as we kind of went into the project, it was like, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun if we didn't even have to use XCP and we were just trading Pepe's. Well, it's like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to try to do kind of like Pepe for Pepe trades. Cause then you end up, you end up in a barter system, which, um, is just hard. I mean, cause not sometimes the thing you want isn't what the other person has. So, um, we decided that what if we created a very high issuance, uh, rare Pepe and called it Pepe cash. And so Pepe cash is a rare Pepe. I think it's like, uh, it's in series one. I, I don't remember what, what the card number is, um, but it's just a super high issuance rare Pepe. And then um, in talking about like, how are, how are we going to distribute this? What are we going to do? Like, cause we didn't want to do an ICO. We're not trying to like make money here. We just need to get it out. 
Um, so uh, Mike just airdropped Pepe Cash to the holders of the first three Pepe's, the uh, Shitcoin card, uh, Gox card, and the Nakamoto card. Um, so then all of a sudden, all these people have Pepe Cash. And then um, I created on Rare Pepe Wallet, I created the option to use that as a trading pair. Um, so like the, the market that you see in Rare Pepe Wallet is just an interface for the counterparty decks. Um, and it just tried to really simplify the decks in a way that um, the only markets that even shows you are um, XCP because at the time, um, Shapeshift what had XCP um, on their platform and you could easily just send Bitcoin, get XCP. So it was, it was easy to start trading. But then once you use that to kind of accumulate some Pepe's, then it kind of became more fun to like, well, why don't we trade for Pepe Cash um, and have this other kind of trading pair going? So um, that was really the, the we, we would joke the uh, circular peponymy was, uh, was once you were using Pepe Cash, you were, you were completely in there. Um, but yeah, it's been funny to kind of see how those markets have moved around like over the years and what people tend to favor more or less. And, um, but yeah, that was, the, that was the impetus for Pepe Cash. Um, it was just got airdropped to the people that own the first three Pepe's and then they just pushed it out into the market. Damn. I didn't realize <laughs> we're, we're over here sitting on Ethereum. I had people trying to get me to buy rare Pepe's for so long. And I honestly was just lazy about doing the, the work to get my Ethereum into whatever currency I needed and to use Bitcoin and I waited for it to get wrapped on Ethereum, and then even then I didn't buy it. So it was like, man, um, I I didn't realize never you basically created like your own decks way back. It's so fun. That's awesome. It's so never fun too late to play with. To hit that emblem vault or the actual place, <laughs> and it's crazy Yo, like, because like, like honestly, back like, then there was no like ETH, there was no OpenSea, there was none of this shit. So crazy, Dude. right? Dude, Frankie, you you guys should consider loading one of Matt's cards into the dispenser, and have and letting one of them sell that way. Like, put it in there for like fucking like twenty Bitcoin or something crazy, and just like let it sit there, you know, until eventually somebody rips it out of there. I, I think I think that's awesome. I I think it was cool. Like you were saying, like it'd be cool to uh you know not wrap stuff and yeah, we're we're totally open. Like. Again, part of this was, um, you know, we figured we'd use Emblem Vault for this auction. Um, but, you know, um, I mean, I think there's obviously there, there's a really nice ecosystem that's going on without that. Uh, but something about Emblem Vault, just in general, the fact that it's its own vault, it's its own wallet, something about that. And then the way that it's also, you know, making it uh, portable in a way that, you know, you can kind of rewrap things and uh, rewrap you know, other things from other chains. I, I think that's really, um, you know, that's really, really cool technology that I think is going to probably continue to be more and more prevalent as um, the space evolves. And even just beyond like art NFTs, I think we're going to see like real utilities for that, utility for that. But it's also really funny um, to just go ahead and look at Emblem Vault on OpenSea and see that like, 
I mean, it's doing incredible numbers right now. And how much of that obviously is rare pepes. It's, it's really impressive to see. Um, all that being said, yeah, man, we definitely want to accommodate the diehard uh, Bitcoiners and counterpartiers and all of that. So um, TBD. But yeah, this, you know, we're excited. Uh, we figured let's kick it off. Let's have this first auction and let's, uh, you know, fund the pegs Dow. And uh, we have some. We have some awesome sneak peek shit coming very, very soon within you know the coming weeks. So stay tuned. We have a bunch of requests from people in the audience that I don't know. Do you mind if I bring up some of these people to ask questions? They have a lot of mutual. Yeah, you can, bump, you, can, you can bump me down. No, sure. no, 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 no. We, I mean, we have like uh, five spots on stage that we can add to right now. No one needs to leave. I just. I'm going to bring up some people who may have questions who have like Pepe avatars. I, I know they're true. By all, they're, by all means. They're real ones. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Thanks for having me up guys. Uh, yeah, I just, I couldn't be happier with the results of, you know, Matt Fury and the feels good man situation. Uh, you know, I had Joe on my YouTube show and it was Joe and uh, Sean Leary, one of the original uh, rare Pepe scientists, just really thrilled about what's happening. I hold about 16 or so rare Pepe's and I'd consider them all like, you know, solid ones. Um, and I have some XCP left over. I've been kind of looking for spots to buy more because the market's been kind of up and down. So yeah, I don't necessarily have questions besides like, you know, who on stage has big, big rare Pepe bags because I'm always like I love to hear about it and there's so many that I love that I don't have I just I'm really thrilled about what's going on I've kind of been shouting it from the rooftops uh no, by no means was I early but I, I just talk about it on uh streams and on Twitter spaces all the time to the point where an audience member made this Pepe avatar of me like so yeah just love it I personally do not own any rare Pepe's um <laughs> as horrible as that sounds to say so, so, i gotta say we we um our our wallet that we have we've been getting some airdrops of rare pepes so it actually has like all also we have extra xcp so i'm not kidding like we've been we've been looking and uh kind of coming up with some faves and stuff but we we have a bunch man i mean we'll see what happens i don't know but yeah other other people definitely um I couldn't even tell you which ones I have. I, it says I have something like uh, fifteen hundred in the wallet that like Matt and I are had, like basically had all of these uh, from, and it's an, an incredible amount of things to sift through. So that's us. Wait, is there like a hidden story where like people were sending Pepe's to that wallet just because they knew that someday it would be given to Matt? Like, is that? That seems like that's as that's as far as I understand it. And it's honestly, it's like one thing at a time. It's overwhelming to even begin to go through. So, I mean, I, 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 I just took a cursory glance at it. There's no like Nakamoto card or anything in there, but um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. You know, we love that. It's like, it's, um, it's, it's, it's feels like this kind of like organic excitement and people obviously want to, yeah, they want to, they want to, it's honor Matt, you know, I mean, they want to, they want to kind of, uh, you know, ex get him excited and stuff too. So it's, it's worked. It's cool. <laughs> it's really funny. And it's, it's a bunch of them are shit we've never seen before because there's so many. So it'd be hard to, 
hard to see them all, but yeah, there's, there's a little secret vault that we've uh, accumulated on the, uh, on the low. So, <laughs> well, I can see what's in the ones. Like if you look up feels good, man, and see where 99 of them are, you can see some, some decent ones in there. Like I'm just looking through, there's like two pages worth and maybe like 20 different unique ones. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's some interesting definitely. ones in there, like, you know, Pepe John's. <laughs> bankrupt pepe i'm just looking at what i'm assuming like i i could go look through these transaction histories did did you pick these up or did people just send these to the the new oh no yeah those those were those were just airdropped to the wallet to to (laughs) matt's wallet yeah yeah it's it's a riot man it's pretty good i love it yeah i mean all the cards are just so funny and i feel like the cool thing is even though there's been all this news and you know you would imagine that given the news and given the kind of um the hype around the project now finally you would think that the market would like really respond in a strong way but i think and i I heard you guys talking about this before and d's you said that this was why you didn't get in is like that learning curve and the fact that you have to learn something from scratch in order to you know obtain the pepes obviously you can buy on OpenSea and I was actually just looking on OpenSea and I feel like there's a lot of really good deals available now, but yeah, I mean, there's still opportunity to snipe. There's still like the OG whales that have big supplies of individual cards, like even cards that have like a supply of a hundred or 150, there's whales that own like 10, 20, 30 themselves. So as those supplies get distributed, there's opportunities to buy pretty low, but I think as time goes on and the distribution kind of catches up, that's when we'll see like the, the sort of like, you know, true price discovery, if you will. So it's a, it's a really cool project to buy right now. And you've basically had waves of good and bad buying opportunities for like the past two months, more or less. Yeah, I, I would recommend as a to- someone totally uh, new to actually collecting rare Pepe's is if you really want to get into it ahead of the curve, don't wait for them to be wrapped in emblem vault. Go get some XCP. It's not, it's not that hard. It's a couple of transactions. Even if you're just an ETH person, because we, we had to do this. So just get some uh, Bitcoin and then get some XCP and then you're golden, you know? Or I actually, I don't even know how Pepe Cash works too. I, there's that too. But um, it's not really, it's not that hard. And, um, you know, Joe uh, basically explained... Uh, to us directly, like how to do it. But um, also, I mean, I know I saw um, Debussy and, and people like that with some like pretty detailed threads uh, maybe a month or two ago. And um, shout out to that dude. He, he bought one of Matt's uh, 101s on Chainsaw back in April. Um, he's an OG uh, supporter and somebody who's obviously really trying to, you know, uh, look out for everybody in the community. So he definitely would be someone that has more information about it than me. But just wanted to say, um, yeah, we had no problem getting XCP, and it was uh, it, it's pretty fun, man. It opens up a lot of uh, it opens up a whole new world. I will say, in, uh, in Frankie, I got a question for you. Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Rob. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You're going to ask a question. Go on, go on. I was going to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's up? All right, thank you. Um, first, I just want to contradict you and say anybody who. Uh, isn't wrapping them please wrap them because i'm lazy just like these but my, my question for you frankie was um just for like people who don't know what chainsaw is all about do you want to give like a quick couple sec- uh, couple seconds there on, on what chainsaw is all about beyond that 
Oh, dude, abs- absolutely, man. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, shout out to Castro. He's he's an OG pegs collector. I don't know if you guys see his avatar. That is one of the um, the most uh, the kind of wildest pegs, in my opinion, with the, uh, the 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 cross earring right in the hot dog. And I think there was controversy. I don't remember if it was confirmed, but that that catch up trail may or may not be, or it could dick. be a tie. So. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Castro for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tastes um, good, man. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, my name's Frankie. I'm I'm Matt's I'm Matt Fury's cousin. And I'm um, you know, I we're we grew up, you know, like both being kind of weirdos, both being really into like Apex Twin and shit like that. And he um got into, you know, alt comics and publishing boys club and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I got more into like, uh, IDM and laptop music and, you know, shout out to Dilu. I just saw that Dilu, the old school IDM head. Um, yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I, I was more in a little bit of like a digital art kind of realm. And, um, I've personally worked with a lot of different musicians over the years. And, um, I, I work with girl talk a lot. Who's been around for a long time, but he and I worked together since like before he was a thing. And um, actually, just last night, he just sent me over stems for this track that we're working on with Wiz Khalifa that um, it has Nile Rodgers from Sheik on it. And that's the last track of this LP that we're mixing. So that's kind of like where I come from. But specifically because it was like laptop shit and kind of like avant-garde experimental kind of almost punk rock laptop shit, I got into... uh, just kind of exploring and experimenting. And so personally, just saying it about me, because I found a chainsaw, um, it was a thing that I don't have any crypto or any finance background personally, but artists know me as somebody that works with computers. So, um, you know, I know how to code, I know how to do different things, but I'd never use Solidity. And I I didn't collect crypto because quite honestly, if I get paid for a job, I, I, I've i never invested in anything. I just put it right back into uh you know, whatever I'm working on. And I'm 40. I've been doing it since I was, you know, basically out of college and I, you know, hasn't, hasn't fucked up yet. So um, long story short, that's kind of the ethos of where Chainsaw came from. And it's a little bit different than um, maybe some other sites. We're homies with a lot of, you know, a lot of people from the other uh, platforms and things right now, but really this was straight up um, just a thing that, you know, I, literally 50 different people were talking to us in like February, just friends and friends of friends and me and Matt. And, uh, you know, I mean, other of our friends, we know a lot of people. So kind of the idea was, um, you know, Chainsaw, I think where other places might want to kind of have, uh, you know, onboard a lot of artists and kind of move a lot of numbers. We wanted to do something a little bit more intimate, kind of on a collaborative level. And again, just sort of back to my personal experience, I come from, I made a, uh, for the past six years, primarily most of my money I've been making doing um, like uh, microcontroller programming. So that's like Arduinos and Raspberry Pis. I also do some web stuff. I also do like Unity stuff, like all just whatever. But essentially, I call it like creative problem solving. So an artist comes to me with a problem and we try to fix it and come up with a solution. And usually that means doing things that there isn't yet a precedent for and maybe cobbling together some open source solutions or coding it yourself. All of that being said, that's still the same ethos that we've been, you know, kind of moving forward with Chainsaw. It's meant to be small. It's meant to be bespoke. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that we have like real 
personal relationships with the artists that we're working with. And that's the idea. Um, D Lou, for example, who's in the room, if you guys know him, he, he's, he's, he did uh, going to the store, which is fucking iconic. And then also his work with Jen Stark, another homie. And um, D Lou, I, I, I met him in LA a few years ago or re-met him um, maybe like five years or something like that in LA. He had photos of me playing in someone's house in Orlando, Florida in 2003 with like Machine Drum and the Dino Felipe and like all these dudes, like whatever. He was like, dude, I know you. Like whatever. It was a laptop show to like 15 people in a suburban house in Orlando. So like, these are the kind of relationships that we have. Like we realized like the NFT space is real small. Um, I don't know if you guys know Jimmy Edgar, who I saw in the room earlier. I don't know if he's still in here. He texted my, my brother was writing him about something else separately on Twitter. And he was like, yeah, what's up? I know your brother. I saw his dick on stage in Miami. So, you know, Killer Acid obviously is in the room. I think you guys probably knew this, but like Killer Acid and I go way back. Um, not only just um, ourselves, like we've worked together, we've played shows together. Killer Acid has had multiple bands that, you know, we've played with and things like that. But like I, three different dudes that he went to high school with, I was in three different projects with. So it's, it's actually a kind of a closer knit scene than you got, like maybe you guys know, maybe you do, but um, that's kind of the deal. So I'm sorry, I'm speaking real long, but I, I'll, I'll bring it back to Matt. Cause that's why we're here really. Um, you know, Matt and I basically just said, let's just do this shit ourselves. And pegs, you know, exploded where we couldn't be happier. We have a lot of stuff in store. And what we really wanted to do was saying like, you know, neither of us are like, you know, trying to be billionaires or anything. We're just trying to do shit that's fun. And this, we thought this was fun. We thought this was cool. Um, Joe reached out again and that's why we got back into this. He was just like, Hey, you know, you know, Matt, would you want to maybe explore doing a rare Pepe thing again? And, you know, it's available because he obviously saw that we've been active in the space. And, um, and so Matt was like, yeah, I think this would actually be really cool. Why don't we do it in something where we sort of organize this community? So I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, but basically the idea is we have about a dozen uh, microsites uh, like kind of in the works, various stages of development. Um, I see Chuck Anderson, no pattern over here. We have, we have something that we're going to debut in. Uh, it's going to open in December. So we'll have some previews coming up soon. Really fucking stoked about it. Don't want to like give too much alpha in advance here, but you know, like uh, we have a ton of shit that we're just like, let's uh, oh, I mean also cause like pegs has been successful. So like, we have money to reinvest in projects with our friends. And we're like, all right, so like, why don't we take, you know, 20 grand or 50 grand or 100 grand and build something completely fucking unique, completely fucking innovative. And coming from having been a digital artist since the late 90s, you know, there wasn't money for that, dude. People, people would laugh at you if you, if you DJed on iTunes at a bar, let alone getting on a stage. It's a very, very different thing. I see Jimmy again. I know you guys could all speak to this. Like, Jimmy's around the same age. D Lou's around the same age. Chuck, Chuck's around the same age. I think Chuck, you might be a little younger. Um, Killer Acid, same age, all that shit. Like, you know, we, I think are all really attracted to this scene right now because it's fucking exciting, man. We've all been just making as much shit as we could because this is how we like to make shit. But now people are actually going to unique microsites, going to unique experiences, buying stuff, supporting artists directly. And basically all Matt and I want to do is just like share that attention, share that wealth. And in a way that it's like, 
it's everybody wins, you know, all these dudes, everybody, you know, D's and guy and all, you know, like we, we feel like we know you guys now, you know, it's like, it's fucking dope. And, um, you know, just with, with Twitter, I was not on Twitter until this year discord. I was not on discord until this year. It's absolutely changed our lives. So I'll stop, but long story short, a hundred percent of this, um, auctions going to pegs and pegs is, uh, about, uh, 40 some, um, collectors of pegs and what we're going to do is we're just going to vote about how to allocate that money to new projects that includes i don't want to you know again don't want to give too much alpha out but includes a project with killer acid the homie includes a project with chuck anderson the homie includes a lot of other shit about a dozen things some shit you guys will be very surprised by so sorry to ramble so much but i'm fucking excited and castro Dude, thank you for uh, actually asking me. You opened the floodgates, but I appreciate it. And thank you guys for letting me speak. Yeah, and welcome back to the stage, Joe. I think you got rugged a couple times. <laughs> Twitter is uh, a frequently notorious bad user experience on Spaces. <laughs> no, I should have known. I, I There was a dead spot I knew where I was going to drive through, and it was just uh, the dead spot was a little, a little bigger than I anticipated. So uh, I found I found service again, so I'm good. Perfect. I, I know we brought up. Yeah, I was wondering, I was wondering if, if you guys, just the last thing, like if you guys had any thoughts about like, you know, um, you know, if anybody, because I know there's a lot of people in here that had some questions and things about Pepe and all that. Like, I mean, what would you guys like to see <laughs> with with Pepe? Like, Matt's super, super down. And we do have a lot of stuff that, um, you know, we're about to unveil. But we're talking about all sorts of different community things, all sorts of stuff. But we essentially, I mean uh as far as like the pegs is concerned like we're 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 ready oh oh i just got a te- actually just got a text from matt to, uh d's can you uh let him back on the stage I'll yeah let, I'll yeah let him, i i don't him see talk. him i'm talking in the audience at all i i thought he got i thought he got rugged <laughs> oh he earlier. just texted me i think yeah i think he had like bad service or something um, he just he just texted he can me, hear but... me can he close the twitter app completely and restart it because sometimes oh. We've seen this issue. Wait, what's up, Farouk? I don't see him either. Yeah. Sometimes there's this issue if you get rugged and you rejoin, like, you're a ghost. Um, I thought he just had to go or got rugged, like... Okay, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll text perfect. him right now. I'll tell yeah, him Twitter, Twitter spaces, right? man. Yeah. We like it, but we don't. It's a, a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I hope he can come back in. Uh, remember with me last time, it was like, you couldn't see me at all. Yeah, that time was the craziest one I, I, I had. Oh, I... You, you guys will have to excuse us. We're in our 40s. No, I, 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 we're, we're on a level playing field with Twitter spaces. They, yeah, um, yeah. they punish everybody equally, trust me. Welcome back, Matt. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, I just wanted to say something really quick um, <clears throat> about, I, I don't think Joe touched on this, but I think one of the things with rare Pepe's, like one of the um, the protocols for submitting one, is that it can't be divisive. Is, is that true? It, it had to be. It was the uh, safe for work. So safe safe for work has like a 
I guess it could could mean a lot of things, but we we didn't we didn't want any like mean mean Pepe's, but there's certainly um there's definitely political Pepe's um in there. So we it's a it's a tightrope and I think um I think Mike did a pretty good job walking walking the tightrope um of of what makes it in and what doesn't make it in um but yeah, I mean, it was it was all about having fun. So it was like if it was something that that was was gonna was was gonna not be so fun and and gonna ruin things, and that was probably not gonna make it in. Well, I I just think that's cool because I think that the rare Pepe thing actually weathered the same storm that I went through personally with my artwork with the uh, you know the, the the narrative kind of changing in 2016 with the politics and everything and uh, so i just wanted to just shout out to you guys for just um keeping it uh keeping it together and keeping it keeping the vibes uh positive and uh, safe for work during those uh tumultuous times well i will say one thing about that too it's kind of funny because uh uh, well, at, in in D's uh, defense about like not getting a rare Pepe and like make j- jumping the chasm, like after the rare Pepe project was over, uh, I had to make the jump from Bitcoin to Ethereum, and like you know, uh, Crypto Kitties and Crypto Punks already emerged at that time, and like I was still kind of apprehensive about it, and uh, luckily I did make the jump, and I you know jumped into Known Origin and Super Rare, but actually in like the early days of Super Rare, that's when the uh, Hong Kong democracy democracy protests happened so like we got to see the 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 change from the the 2016 era and then into that and that was when i was like oh thank god you know but the cool thing was is that i knew i mean even before 2016 it's like i knew this the the frog would 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 get past that you know it was like the character itself like is embedded with good vibes so i didn't think you know that was going to last forever and so it was just good to see that in like the super rare, if you look in super rare, you'll find like a bunch of like maybe like uh, Hong Kong democracy protest art and stuff. And like I think I th- I I think I put a Pepe in there. I put a Pepelvis. That's what I was. I, I didn't get it in the in the actual uh, collection, but I put it in my portfolio because I was like, oh, this is time to put that out. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the 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 frog itself, man. I knew it was going to get past all that. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling what you're saying about that. Yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to to chime in here and just on a on a philosophical tip. Um I, I read some like uh I don't know, it was like some stoic philosophical quote where it was like life basically saying that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with that. So uh I don't know, that just kind of resonated with me because you got to just stay the course and if you believe in something and if you believe that something is fun and and creative and, and positive, like you just got to stay the course, no matter what other people are saying about you or about your thing, you know, uh, it's really important to uh, stick to your guns and, uh, you know, really just do create things or participate in things that you really believe in because we're all making this shit up, you know? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. I think, uh, I think we, uh, like, I really, I, and when I was telling you when we, uh, when we chatted, earlier this week, I hadn't watched the documentary until over the weekend. And I really, like, I really felt for you just because it, in a lot of ways, being in the rare Pepe community, like we had each other's backs a lot. Um, and it did, it did feel like, I'm sure you could talk to it more, but it, 
like I felt for you in a lot of ways because it seemed like in a lot of ways you were almost alone in it because it was like it was your thing. Um, so I'm more I'm more than happy to to uh, help help the uh, the rare Pepe community try to like take some of that on um, because I think you're right. I mean it's you got it is what it is how you treat it and as long as you just like you you believe in it and you know like the, despite what everyone else what other people might say and it, it's like it's that's not that's not you it's other people like it's it's so it's uh yeah it's it's been um it's been interesting to say the least but i do think that the um the ethos of of pepe really did kind of like really ooze through um even into just general NFT, um, kind of the zeitgeist, you know? So it's like, um, those good vibes, I think is a, is a lot of like, just looking at like NFT Twitter, there's, there is like, there is some drama, like there isn't any large community, but overall I'd say it's much, it's a much more fun place than just crypto Twitter was prior to NFTs. So I, I do think that like, the, the, the good vibes kind of did kind of ooze into all that. And, and I do, I, I think that it's like, as long as you're just living the, the, those like good fundamentals, I think eventually just like the news cycles and stuff take run their course. And what you're left is just that like cool, chill frog at the end of the day. And that's kind of all we're, we're all just trying to like really just have fun and exper experiment with all the like, all the things you can do with this crazy new technology that we're all just feeling out all, all at the same time and trying to, to figure out together. So it's, it's, it's been a, uh, it's been a wild ride. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to continue that, like, I'm kind of like, I've been an artist my whole life. So I feel like I'm kind of, I resonate more as like, or I identify more as like a rugged individualist. And, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of good things come out of being an individual and, you know, not having to answer to anybody or, or having your own particular vision about a thing. But, you know, I think Pepe kind of helped me um, kind of grow into appreciating more um, that, you know, art is really a continuation and it's an it's a collaborative experience and uh you know i think there's there's really great things that come from being a part of a community and i think there's also really great things from being part you know just being in touch with your own individualism so um i just think that yeah it's just kind of a, a it's a delicate balance to try to uh at least for me personally as a creative person to kind of uh, you know make uh make sense of the, 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 the duality of, of, of communism and, and individualism. And uh, so I'm here learning with the rest of you. Love it. Hey, hey, what's up guys? Mind if I jump Yo, in for one second? GM. What's up? Hi. Um, I had two questions. Well, I had one question for Frankie. Um, how many other uh, awesome cousins you got hiding, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a big fan. It's um, half uh, half Irish and half Italian. So Matt and I are Sicilian. Uh, there's that, and then uh, maybe there'll be some secret Irish people. There's a, so the common thread there is um, sort of Catholic, uh, not as religion but as heritage, which means no birth control, which means. 
my uncle that <laughs> was married to Matt's mom was one of nine. So it's a big family. Super big family. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. if you want to be an honorary cousin, man. I, I could uh, be. You know, I actually could be. I am. You know where to find me. You are Italian. There's I'm a half, lot of Italians in this Italian, space. I'm half Irish, too, from a huge family. So we could be. Oh, I didn't know you were Irish. Half, yeah. half. We could be related in that in that lineage dude what if what if what if we're double what if we're double related get on, yeah, get on, get on ancestry.com i'm probably your cousin too I'm we're all we're let's all we'll just too. yeah i think guy might be related to you too <laughs> let's go let's go hey i wanted to i wanted to touch on one more thing that i think about sometimes when i see pepe and i never really mentioned this but the symbol of the frog, I think, even though people don't really like, maybe in America, identify with this, there's a sort of like this knowing wisdom of Pepe. And I think that really translates to, to people's subconscious mind. I, I really do. And it, it relates back to this, like, um, this, this Buddhist theory where the frog is this symbol of like, all knowing. But there's also this idea of the frog in modern culture, like the frog has sacrificed so much. The frog has died so much from, you know, pesticides or just like human deforestation or whatever. The frog almost is a subconscious symbol of like the, the bodhisattva, which is a person on the path to Buddhism or enlightenment that sacrifices themselves to save the better good. It's kind of like, Something I think about maybe in my mind never it's kind of a pretty far out there idea, but I just kind of wanted to bring it up and think about the symbol of Pepe and the symbol of a frog in general. So just just a thought, just a random idea. I don't know if anyone wants to run with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real quick, that I mean, I'm I'm kind of with that because uh, if you look at like the the life of it, it's it's had its like trials and tribulations. So it's almost like this like a. Uh, almost like this internet organism that has like constantly gone through stuff and it keeps like, uh, keeps surviving, which is, I think, uh, I mean, if you, if you go on Google and just type memetics, I mean, there's a whole Wikipedia just on this, like, and it's like a pseudoscience, but it's like almost like, uh, back in the days, like when Led Zeppelin was like in the occult and stuff and they were like all like just about that shit. And then like, but like the memetics is kind of like the same thing, which I think is kind of hilarious, you know, but, um, but there is something to that where it's like almost like this, uh, collective like hive mind and it's just like trying to like make its way through so i'm totally with that hey yeah just real real quick too to talk about frogs is like they're also like as a symbol like they're kind of our connection you know they're like a manifestation of our connection with the water and, and with the earths because they're amphibious right so they they kind of start off like fish like little sperms or something so they're like they're kind of like they start off fish and then they grow legs and arms and then they kind of crawl out and then they can live out the rest of their life on, on the land so it's almost like there's like a, a connection that I, maybe we have subconsciously or, or, or through the like uh the the archetypal kind of connection with a, with a frog because it you know it came out of the water just you know just like life you know <laughs> I also think there's just a human, uh, a human attraction to things with big eyes. That's like what I think what children sort of identify that early on. And, you know, frogs and Pepe specifically, big, big bulging eyes. So that's like a real, um, I don't know, kind of instinctual sort of thing. I, I think uh, even that's even sometimes I think about how like sunglasses, like they're equated with cool 
it's also because you're guarded. You can't really uh, can't really guess what that person's emoting. Like so much comes from the eyes. So that's my take. Yeah, I really see. Uh, I see that there's a ton of symbolism in the frog, and I think there's not. It's cert- I don't think it's a coincidence that. Um, that's what became to be the symbol of the internet in a lot of ways. Um, and I do think that the, like Matt absolutely onto something with the being an amphibian. And I see it as a lot of time, as a lot of ways, like representing change. And I think like that really showed in like the, the, the free Hong Kong protests. Um, and it's just this, the, the frog, the, yeah, the frog is like, it, it is, it is, cha- it is always changing in a way. So um, it's not that much of a surprise to see like these iterations that, that Pepe has gone through. And it, I think in a lot of ways, Matt gave that frog a name and it was, it's like the best name. Like Pepe is like, so it's like, and it's, I love that people, everyone pronounces it a little differently, which I think also makes it hilarious um when i don't know if anybody's uh watched the uh the rare pepe market minute um which is hey uh the original ones i i had made on uh fiverr i found like a guy that would do a fake newscast um about rare pepes and he was an indian guy and i even wrote like phonetically into like my request on fiverr like how to say pepe and he ended up just saying rare pepe which just made it like that much more hilarious. And he kept talking about like Pape cash and like the pet, like the Pape market is booming. And so it's like, it's, I think just everything about it is like, is, is fun and you can have your own spin on it. And a lot of like the internet and uh, internet culture is putting your own spin on things. And like, a frog being a thing that anybody can draw, like, like you could draw a real shitty Pepe and you'd still, you could still tell that, yep, they tried to draw Pepe, you know, like it's there, it's still recognizable as, as that's what it is. So yeah, I think it's really just like so many things all kind of like this, like focused kind of symbol that there's a, there's certainly a reason that everybody's gravitated towards it. Yo, I, I like in the movie when the girl says, I hate pee-pee. Oh that's my like God, my the people part. who pronounce it pee-pee and the <laughs> feels good. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I've never like had anyone in real life talk about it, say pee-pee, and I never thought about that until watching the documentary. And I was like, what? Like, oh my God, people said that? Well, you know, when I was a little kid, I remember there was a poster on the wall in my like second or third grade class. And I remember, I'll never forget the the freaking frog that was called the spring peeper. That was like, that would crack me up. I would look at that thing every day and it would just, it just cracked me up so much. I don't know. Cause it just, I, it was like toilet humor in my two, in my second grade mind, I think just seeing that name. So kind of sounds like Pepe too, you know, the peeper. Oh, that's super. Can I ask a question about the collection? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so about the lyrics, obviously, it's it's very kind of like inspirational. Um, I, I found it. I, I had a question about, like, do you guys come up with the lyrics and the poems itself? And in terms of the community, um, do you plan, for example, to have maybe a kind of like 
a joint um, collaboration with the community, those that are interested, for for example, to provide the lyrics. Um, and then like you kind of like combine that, would that be something in the future that you guys might be uh, proposing? Because it's obviously like when you were talking about the Hong Kong protest, it's very inspirational to bring politics and arts and all these kind of like freedom of speech together while we live in a society that everything is being kind of like censored or the media is actually playing so biased. But now with the NFTs, we see this kind of like freedom. And I think that that is another way that um, and another reason that artists are very much involved because they can express whatever they want and it's uh, there's no censorship uh, and there's a huge community that is supporting you and it's so powerful. What exactly do you mean by the lyrics? Um, like for example, there is like I'm looking at the Hillary Clinton uh, NFT and there's kind of like you know um, a text there. Oh, the the collection of these is done. They um, this was the last one, and these finished three years ago. So th there can't be any more added to this, the rare pepes. But the, the yes. Yeah, so my question is, do they uh, plan to have maybe kind of like any collection in the future, a collaboration, perhaps? Or I got some DMs. That's why. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if there's anything specific. Um... I mean, there's definitely a lot more, but do you mean a collaboration between who and who? Between Matt and Rare Pepe? Yeah. Or just Matt? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's, it's wide open. Definitely. We've really like get, getting to know uh, Joe for sure. Um, but I also, I know Joe um, just privately, you know, there's everybody's working on all sorts of different things. So um, sorry, I didn't mean to, jump in for Matt or Joe, but I, I was just a little uh, trying to figure out exactly. What no, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I can, I, I can say from a, uh, from a rare Pepe directory point of view, the, uh, the, the, the scientists have, have left the lab and uh, the direct, their directory is sealed closed. So um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think obviously um, I think like Matt's, I'm sure got a lot of Pepe related stuff. He's got planned or, um, like I'm sure, I mean it's going to proliferate. <laughs> I I'm sure the meme will continue to live on um, on the internet. But yeah, I as far as rare Pepe's go, and we get I get asked this a lot, and um, about like opening. Well, you're going to reopen the directory, or do another directory, and I I really, I I really think it's it's nice that we did close it, and that it's its own kind of thing that. Um, like I had mentioned in the, in the, uh, the letter from the scientists, which was the farewell, um, that it's this, uh, brief, brief moment in internet history. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's funny cause when we did decide to close it, everyone, it was literally the busiest it had ever been. And all of a sudden we're like, yep, that's it. It's closed now. Like everybody, the last few people that submitted, you're good. We got you in, but, um, don't anybody burn more Pepe cash. We shut the bot off for submitting and, and that's it. And it's on like a, it's like the most random number, like, uh, 1,774, uh, Pepe's, which is just like a, where we decided to stop it. Um, it was, it, it kind of had gotten to the point as scientists, it wasn't as much fun. Um, and it was just, it became a job. It literally was like so many people were submitting new rare Pepe's and, um, 
uh, John had created who another one of the scientists um, had created this bot that would um, there's a special curator channel where we could uh, like help like basically vote uh, just the scientists would like it, it wasn't I mean we had ways to do it so that if somebody didn't look at their phone for two weeks it didn't hold everything up but um, it, it got to be I'm like at I'm like sitting at the dinner table, like with my family and I'm like curating these rare Pepe's I'm like, oh, I got to get through all these before the end of the day. Cause there's going to be more tomorrow. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, this is like, it's not, it kind of like wasn't as fun. And we're like, you know what? Let's just, we, we wanted to stop it multiple times. Um, like through the, like we were going to stop at a thousand before Matt did his. And then we got to 1500 and like, we're going to stop it at 1500. And then we opened it back up. And then finally we're like, you know what? It's just, Let's just call it here. We've probably jumped the shark multiple times at this point. So, uh, so yeah, we're just, we, we closed it down, but I, I mean, I, I think it's, um, I, in a way, I, I think it makes them rarer, um, just because no, nobody can make anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have any interest in curating Pepe's anymore. I, that was, uh, that was fun while it lasted, but it's not, uh, it's on, it's, it's not on my list of things I want to do anytime soon. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the rare Pepe directory doing anything, but there's some other, I mean, with NFTs in general, you don't need the rare. I mean, when, when we were going, you needed, if you wanted to show up in a wallet, um, you needed the, you needed the scientists to get you into the rare Pepe directory so that your Pepe would show up and that people could trade it. Now we don't need that. Um, you, there's there's enough infrastructure in NFTs that anybody can do kind of what they want to do. So um, I'm 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 glad that we're at that point now, and uh, and and we don't need the scientists so much. So uh, yeah, that's kind of that's 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 my view of kind of where where we are with the rare Pepe project. I really do see Matt making his Pepe as the completion of the directory, and it would like that's kind of the the seal on the tome, and now that's that's it. So. Um, yeah, that's my take on it. Well, speaking of the tome, Joe, I mean, like real quick, I mean, like I got that, you know, the rarest book, you know, I have, to, I've been pulling that book out for the last year because I've been having everybody like hit me up in DMs and like, where do I get them and this and that. And I've been having to sift through the book and it's been kind of like, it's been kind of awesome just going through it chronologically. I mean, that, that book now, uh, there's so much like crypto history, pop culture history, everything is like embedded in that book and like sifting through it. It's been like, going through memories and stuff. So I think it's good the way it is, man. And I think uh, the, the, the statement was made and I think it's just awesome. And the fact that Matt was cool enough to come in and, and finish it off, man, thank you so much. And yeah, full circle. It's freaking awesome. So. Uh, I just want to chime in and say, um, yeah, I can definitely vouch as uh, Joe was saying just about how much work it is. <laughs> like, Holy shit. It's actually a surprising amount of work to uh, manage the space because there's it's active constantly. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I mean, I think there's no reason like, you know, obviously you guys had your uh, you, you had that project for that time being and it's almost like frozen in amber. It's actually pretty special that we can, uh, you know, since this was already pre-designated for Matt, that's a really unique, cool opportunity to crack open the vault. But you know, the tokens were there. It's 2016. It's like, it's there on the blockchain. So that's, it's fucking insane. Um, just want to take a second to say, and uh, I don't know if Matt wants to chat, but we, uh, I'll leak a little bit of alpha is that um, we felt sort of similarly, not um, because it was historic, but we just decided to kind of 
um, wrap up pegs with that 100 or technically 103 with the Dazzlers. Um, and those contracts, those are, those are written. Um, I mentioned before, but we, we collaborated with that, uh, those contracts with, um, a, a good friend of, uh, four one punk four one five six is who, uh, also worked on the nouns project. So the pegs contracts, you know, that's complete. Um, but that does not rule out more peg action in the future. We like the pegs. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, um, I was super duper excited to see the pegs. I told everyone to buy the pegs. Only one guy listened. He got a couple of pegs. Uh, he's here right now. And he's always telling me about how he's getting offers on his pegs. And he's so happy about it. And it literally brings him a bunch of joy. And I love seeing the smile on his face. Um, for Matt, just super happy to have NFTs come along as a technology. Because he was finally, finally compensated for all the cool stuff uh, that he brought into the world for creating Pepe the Frog. Um and in watching that documentary, seeing how the Pepe card uh, wound up getting six figures, but Matt never really got anything. I was like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. So super happy to see NFTs uh, now exist. Um, when I watched the documentary, I could, I could never figure out how to get the Pepe cards. Just like when CryptoPunks came out, I couldn't figure out how to get them for free. So for me, uh, super ignorant on so many things. How do I start and where do I start? Other than the auction, <laughs> could probably um... I can I can say with rare Pepe's it's an adventure. You, it, if you decide you want to go down the uh, the path of trying to collect rare Pepe's, it is it is certainly an adventure with a lot of twists and turns. So uh, as long as you're prepared for that, um, it's very rewarding um, to uh, to finally figure it out. It's funny because I had a buddy of mine that's a, just a good friend of mine that uh, I went to school with and. Um, he, re he recently was like, man, why didn't I get into rare Pepe's? I need to get some. And yeah, yesterday he bought a bunch of fake rares, which was, uh, it was to me, it was like pretty hilarious. Um, luckily he didn't spend very much money, but, um, that was the term we always used for, for anything that didn't make it into the directory was a fake rare. Um, and, and, and still people are, uh, people, you gotta beware of fake, fake rares. So, uh. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, it's an interesting, different project for people that got into NFTs and and learned how to use Ethereum. It's it, using Bitcoin is is different, um, but it's a good opportunity to really like. I think the um, you get to see behind the curtain a lot more with um, with Counterparty and using Bitcoin and 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 rare Pepe's. So I think it is it does help you to appreciate kind of how things work under the hood um because you have to use a lot of these more raw tools um than basically just having metamask and clicking okay connect to the site um so yeah it's uh it's it's certainly um it's 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 an adventure with um with with uh um definitely some hazards in the way but if you can navigate through it it's uh it's rewarding to to make it to the end hey Hey Joe, let me just say say something real quick. Um, do you think a good metaphor for it would be maybe like when when we used to start up the computer back in the the golden age, you'd see the DOS prompts and you'd have to sit there and wait for you know DOS to load all all the the prompts and everything and then and then you'd get into your Windows. 
Yeah, or it's almost like when you when you would try to dial up to the internet and you would hear the tones from the modem and you would you would know if the tone was a little bit off, you'd like it it wasn't going to work and you had to hang up and and try to try to dial in again. Um yeah, it feels a lot like the early internet and and like early computers and like having to like learn learn as you go and not not delete your whole hard drive in the process. All right, let's try it. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah, so some things we should touch on too um, for the people who didn't get it. <laughs> the, look at the top, the pin tweets. There's an auction going on. We haven't mentioned the auction much since the very beginning, and it's been two hours. So I just want people to remember that there is an auction going on for that beautiful Matt Fury card. Um, 99 of them are in the pegs Dow, and this one is being auctioned off. And that ends tomorrow around 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, just wanted to get that reminder out there. I want to be respectful of everyone's time. We've been here for two hours now. Um, I, I just want to check in and see, is, is everyone good on time? Do, do we need to wrap it up soon? Um, I just want to be respectful. I know it's a lot of your, your day. I know Joe had to go pick up his kid and, a lot of people got a lot of stuff going on. I I think yeah. I mean I'm I'm definitely I think unless anybody wants to say a couple more things, I think we're probably good to wrap it up. I, I Dee's, I really appreciate you taking the time. Is last minute we've been juggling a ton trying to get the Dow going and get this uh, auction up and running. So I appreciate you bringing it back. Um, just want to yeah say this is this auction that we're having right now. It's it's straight up like this is. A 2016. Yo, can I just can I just say one thing? Satoshi owns Rare Peppies. I think it's the only NFT that verifiably Satoshi owns. So do with that what you will. But Satoshi, but Satoshi holds Rare Peppies, and you can verify that on the chain. (laughs) Craziness. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is like this. This actually is. This is fucking historic. And actually, I mean, in, in some ways. We didn't even really broadcast it that much. We t- we told we told the Dow, which was just a group of like almost fifty pegs collectors. But we just announced this the other day. So um, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know, like all the all the proof of you know authentication and all that uh, authenticity. Um, that's all on the site. We have uh, Bitcoin. We have like the exchange info, RarePepe directory, and then also the Emblem Vault stuff. But beyond that, also because I know you got to be like. A fucking uh you got to be a big dog to bid on this but we just want to say what's up and obviously like for anybody that um you know i assume most people in here knew knew who matt was but if you didn't uh you know obviously welcome and uh i you know for those of you that don't know chainsaw just want to say what's up and uh also obviously joe if you don't know uh rare pepe's I, I encourage you to go explore because there's a lot of wild shit in there. But um, yeah, thank you, Dees, and thank you, everybody uh, in here. It's been really, actually been really, really a blast because some of you guys I haven't talked to in a bit. So what's up? Thank you. Yeah, and just another note, um, we recorded this, so we should have it up in a few days. So for anyone who came in late or anyone who wants to share it and talk about the auction and the history that we went through and all those stories, then like it'll be there for people to go back and listen to. I'll tweet it, make sure people see it. 
yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks again, everybody. Matt, do you want to say anything before we, we wrap it up? Yes, uh, I'd like to say live long and prosper, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of D's Spaces. If you enjoyed it, make sure to catch future live spaces with D's on Twitter and to subscribe to iTunes and Spotify. We'll catch you in the next episode.